Hello, and welcome to the New York Beef Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Rodriguez, registered dietitian nutritionist. The New York Beef Banter Podcast was created by the New York Beef Council as a way to connect consumers with beef industry experts to give you a spot at the fence post to a candid and transparent conversation about beef and what it takes to put it on your plate. Hey, y'all, I've got one question. Are you ready to banter? Today on the Beef Banter Podcast, I have David White with City Magazine in Rochester, as well as Kate Zeem, president of Morning Ag Clips. And we want to talk all things burgers today because the New York Best Burger Contest that is launching April 1st over at newyorkbeef.org. And let me tell you, there is no one who wants to talk burgers more than I do. So David and Kate, welcome to Beef Banter. And I wanna get right into it. I have to know, and David, I'll put this to you first. What makes a memorable burger tasting experience for you? Give me some of the components. I'm pretty easy. It depends on the day. Some days I can just go with a burger and a bun and I'm good. And some days, you know, I want all the fancy stuff like a, uh, a marmalade, a bacon, onion, marmalade, smoked Ooh. Gouda. <laughs> yeah. so I like it really that. depends on the day, you know, but if I want to get fancy, it's going with a marmalade and a smoked Gouda and a burger and going to town. So like, it depends on the day, depends on your mood. Is it like a day of the week thing? Is it seasonal at all? I don't think it, it, would, it depends on the day, really. I mean, I can eat a burger every day. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, yeah, I guess the mood day, you know, I don't know if season, I, yeah, well, you know, I'm not grilling being in Rochester right now because it's got a foot of snow and it's too cold. Um, so I'd probably go for the more simple burger now, um, quick and easy versus in the summertime, I'd probably, so maybe this seasonal, so I'd probably go for the more fancy. Right. We're getting, we're getting deep here already. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Kate, what about you? What makes a memorable burger tasting experience for you? Oh man, for me, it's all about the goop, <laughs> the goopier, the better. I love, I love stuff on my burger. And so I usually go like, load me up. I love the French fried onions. I love barbecue sauce, bacon, tomatoes. Oh, and you have to have pickles. A burger is not complete without pickles in my world. Okay. So, okay. Hold up. Yeah. Hold up. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that because you are preaching to the choir right here. If there are not pickles, I don't want it's burger. Absolutely. Sorry. Yes, absolutely. It's got to have pickles and a lot of pickles. We're not talking just three little pickles. No, we're not. talking pickle coverage on the whole surface of the burger. <laughs> and then I want coverage. side pickles. <laughs> I want a couple of side pickles so that in case there was like a pickle that fell off, I can grab two and have a little more pickle. Yeah, definitely. Oh, and I love it. Okay. So, okay. So I'm hearing, this brings me to my next question. 
is it even a burger if it's not topped with cheese? And as a sidebar here, is there any exception to this rule? David, I'll kick it back to you. Uh, the burger absolutely has to have cheese. Absolutely. Done. Done. Yeah. yeah. Agree. Okay. I'm glad we, I'm glad we clarified that now. <laughs> okay. Now, Kate, I know that you would also say it has to have pickles too. So pickles and cheese. How yes. are, how are we feeling about burgers that are not on a bun? Okay. So I think I can speak to this. <laughs> so this is the thing with the burger that's not on the bun. Again, I go back to, you have to have a lot of the condiments and all the, you know, garnishes and stuff. Um, I think the bun makes it the best, but I am a middle-aged female in the Northeast during the winter. And I am apt to cut out the bun to cut out the calories on my burger but I'm not as satisfied, but I like the burger with all this stuff, but it's, it's just not quite as satisfying as having like a nice brioche roll with mm. the burger. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yes. So, okay. So I'll have a second part to that question for you, Kate, would you rather do without the bun or would you rather do without the fries on the side? Oh, the bun. <laughs> The bun. I love French okay. fries too. <laughs> yeah. French fries, especially if they're sweet potato French fries, a little melt the sauce. Now you're talking my what? world. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're, yeah. Get, we're getting, we're getting that done. David, where do you stand on the bunless burger? Um, and like, is there, is there a bunless burger in your memory that stood on its own that you were like, wow, I would order that again. Um, no, <laughs> no. Uh, I personally, I'm a middle-aged uh, man that <laughs> has a problem with bread. Um, no, I, uh, I, I can't eat a lot of it, but, uh, I would absolutely have to have the, if there's going to be cheese and there's going to be a burger, there has to be a bun. It's all, it's all about balance. Right. And I think you guys both, uh, I think you both strike your own balance. Uh, again, I think we're all in agreement. I have to have the bun. Otherwise, otherwise it's like a burger salad. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that once right. in a while, right. Taking a patty, putting it on a bed of lettuce, some dressing, maybe some chopped up cheese, pickles, whatever. But at the end of the day, to make it an actual burger, I feel like it has to be on the bun. Um, I'm going to go off of my question list for a moment. Um, Kate, is the, is the brioche bun your favorite kind of bun? Oh yeah, absolutely. It's just got this little buttery pop to it yeah. and it's, it's really soft. And, um, I, you know, I've had burgers on all sorts of different kind of breads and baguettes and, uh, I just find that I want the bun to be soft mm. and uh, moldable to my hand so that the burger yeah. stays in it well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to fight the bread. I just yeah. want my tender, tender bun. I love that. I love that. David, what about you? What's your go-to bun? Um, if I'm making burgers, you know, I, I, don't get fancy. I use store-bought, but if I'm going out and, and ordering, um, I look for a brioche. I mean, that's 
pretty much the best bread. Yeah, it's the creme de la creme of the yeah. And, and, and most, I don't want to say most, but a lot of restaurants that serve a good burger, they they're using brioche. Yeah. I, I will say I went through a really strong tear of brioche buns because this whole during, you know, 2020, 21, even into 2022 now, I'm preparing more burgers at home, right? So a little more bun choice, but I went on like a really strong brioche tear. Uh, and then I got back into potato for a while. And I, and I feel like, I do like right. I feel like don't sleep on the potato bun either, because that's that other kind of moldable situation. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like the I agree. brioche changed everything. Brioche is a total, total game changer. Yeah, so, it's a home run, but the potato, the potato bread is really good. I do like potato bread. Yeah, like that's right. A strong right line. second, like a like a strong contender for mm-hmm. a second. Absolutely. <clears throat> so I, I think you're you're both well aware of kind of like the proliferation of all these really wild burger creations on social media, right? So it seems like in this kind of Instagrammable food world, there, there seems to be this trend of the more the better when it comes to toppings. And Kate, I know you say you're all about the goop, but mm-hmm. how do you kind of strike a balance with a variety of the add-ins? I know, and Kate, you made a really great point that sometimes toppings will kind of forgive a, a patty that isn't really cooked to perfection. Um, so I mm-hmm. wanna know, like, like Dave, where do you strike the balance and like, how have you seen it done really well? Or maybe like, what are the components of different kinds of toppings that can work together to make a lot of different, different toppings work on that same burger? Well, when we, so we had a, a restaurant, uh, yeah, Rochester Burgers Week not too long ago, uh, each year for the past couple, we missed what prior to the pandemic, um, there was one place in particular uh, Jimmy Z's, he has something called the Eiffel Tower, and it's uh, a bacon cheeseburger topped with uh, two barbecue chicken fingers and onion rings. And it, it was a lot, but okay. it kind of it kind of worked together. And I know it's chicken and beef, but it really worked. Um, and it's just, it was different than, you know, piling it up with, you know, onion rings or, um, you know, tomato, lettuce, onion, all that jazz. I thought it was... I thought it was, well, it, it was the Eiffel Tower. It was this tall. Um, it just worked. But could you get your mouth around it easily? No. Okay. <laughs> but it worked. But it worked. Okay. I mean, but like flavor-wise, it worked, you're saying? It worked flavor-wise, yeah. It's, it's kind of nice when all of the animals can play together on one burger, right? So I feel like you see, it seems as though you see more pork and beef pairings right like bacon's often on a burger you'll see pulled pork on a burger but that's really original um i mean i've seen lobster on a burger right we've seen these like surf and turf options but to see chicken and not and and not the egg on a burger is pretty unique so it sounds like a lot of stacking made that one work kate what do you what do you say because i know you like quote unquote, the goopiness. I do. How do those components work together for you? I mean, I am always a big, big advocate of putting the sweet with the salty. I like that balance. And I 
you know, if the burger can't be cooked really well, which in my world, it's a medium, I, I like my medium to medium rare, then I do want more condiments on there to help bring the beef to a moister level. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, but there is a balance and I would never think about putting chicken tenders on a burger, but I have to say it, it might be really good. And I am always willing to try whatever. So that's my, that's my take on it. Yeah. I, that sweet and savory combo. Yeah. And, it, and then I know you always have that acid coming in from the pickles, right. Or something. Yes. Yeah. Pickles. That's why I like pickles. Yeah. I think it's that sweet, savory, acidic, you have the obviously the umami flavor coming from the beef or just we're rocking it out there with those components right, right. now talk I have a couple of questions about the actual patty so <clears throat> David in your opinion is there an ideal blend that makes the best burger because sometimes we see these custom blends of like different cuts of meat being blended into the ground beef uh, no, I, for me, we buy uh, half a cow twice nice. a year and um, it's, it, you know, it's, it's nothing's blended with it. You know, it's, it's straight up, whatever. Yeah, there's, you know, I don't, I don't think they, I'm, actually, I don't know for sure. I don't think they put anything in it, change it up. It's just what it is. So whatever cut it, ha whatever yeah. they happen whatever to have they is use there. From, for the burger itself, whatever they're using. You know, that okay. cut. What do you think, Kate? Oh, definitely. I, I love the seasoning. So we've been doing a burger seasoning. We have a, uh, a local butcher who is phenomenal at cutting meat and, and everything. And we do this mix. Um, they, he has a, ba a burger that he infuses with some bacon fat. And ah. so what, what we do is we actually put three parts straight up burger to one part with this bacon fat burger. And then we throw uh, Montreal steak seasoning okay, dry, and two eggs. And it makes for this really moist, uh, just delicious burger. It's phenomenal. It is phenomenal. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's not even something I've thought of. <laughs> hey, you know, who would have thought I'd be a burger queen? Yeah. Uh, wow. My background is dairy, but yeah, that's, that's what I like. Wow. I'm going to the plain Jane here. What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> wow. And here I, I'm, I'm over here thinking like, oh, I've had burger blends that have short rib in them and you know, like that blend makes something really tasty. And then Kay comes up with, she's got, again, she's got eggs. She's got the, she's got bacon fat. I mean, I don't think you could lose with that combo. So I don't, think yeah, my, yeah. I don't think my butcher even offers to be able to do a blend. Okay. I mean, I've Are never you, been offered. I guess I haven't asked. Either, maybe you should ask. Uh, never I, hurts they, to ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just brings it into this, this realm of mixing of flavors that just, you know, blend it. And I think the egg just, again, it's kind of like, you know, you add an egg to meatloaf, it, it brings moisture. So we never get a dry burger. 
but we work very hard at cooking burgers the right way. <laughs> I'm I'm feeling very inspired right now. This is this is already a very worthwhile conversation. And I'm sure right, everyone right. <laughs> everyone listening is like, wait, I need to I need to remix my burger patties. Yeah. My burger blend. Yeah. 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 I love it. Now, this next question, this might vary um, whether you're at home or ordering out. So let's talk about dining out. Are you team smash burger, like doing a thin patty, or do you prefer to go and have like a, like a, like a third or half pounder kind of a burger experience? David, I'll start with you. Both. And this does depend on the day. If I'm at the office and going to lunch with a coworker, we want to hit up like a Charlie Rydell's and, and, you know, that's a smash burger. Okay. And, and if I'm going somewhere with my wife or, you know, more a different time than lunchtime, um, I'll go for the more larger gourmet burger. So it's sounding like the smash burger is better for a quick lunch, but if you're going to relax and take your time and be in more like a date night kind of a situation, then that half pounder is more appropriate. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. okay. What do you think, Kate? Well, I'm kind of a quarter pounder kind of girl. Okay. So I don't want yeah, I don't really want so much burger that it's more burger than I can eat. I feel like a quarter pound is about the right size for me. And in regards to like having a quarter pounder that's kind of balled up into a small burger or spread out, I like it spread out a little better because it's easier to eat. And I think it's a little easier to cook too. A thick burger, you have to manage. It's more of a challenge to manage on the grill, to be honest. Whereas the the flatter, more uniform burger, it's flip, 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 done. I would also argue to your point earlier, Kate, that if I have that thinner patty, that's just more like square area for pickle coverage right so i can fit more <laughs> right, i can fit exactly. i can fit more pickle slices right. if it's a flat smash burger absolutely little, and little the pickles are not price. they're not going to fall off no they're going to be just like perfectly tucked right in there with the cheese yes. and the nice soft bun it's going to be such a happy yes experience yes. okay so there are there are merits there are merits to each I, I i will say personally for some reason i i associate doing more of a smash burger with a summertime kind of a vibe probably because my favorite burger spot is really only open down here on long island in the sum in like in the summertime and then i think like oh it's winter if we're going out we could drive a little farther and then i'm gonna have this like much bigger patty. I think it's a half pound at my other favorite spot. And it's basically sandwiched in a grilled cheese sandwich. So those are kind of like my seasonal associations. Um, but I, I see the merits of both. I think they both have their place and kind of like depending on your, on your mood or like, or like David says, depending on, depending on the day. So when we're talking about this burger contest, and again, at newyorkbeef.org, the best burger contest that is going to launch April 1st, I'm wondering if you're judging a burger contest, what are you looking for and what is your grading criteria? If you both could kind of walk me through that 
And Kate, I'll start with you. Okay, so actually, hold on two seconds. My yeah. dog to go out. Well, we're, we have all this. Um, we have all this burger talk. I would imagine that a dog is just like <laughs> really into this whole conversation right now. Because I mean, I mean, I would be David. Oh, oh, she's back. I'm back. We're, we're dog. We are dog sitting and, uh, I don't know. They just decided to act up. <laughs> they do that sometimes. It's the burger convo. I'm telling you. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <in> the burger. <laughs> um, okay. So I think the question was the burger contest, which I did it. Was it last year? I think I did it last year. And for me, it came down to the blending of the flavors and it was really interesting because usually you just have one kind of burger at one time and to put four different burgers and try them all, you could really notice the difference about how the, the flavors blend and work well together. And I think the one that I ultimately chose, which ended up being the winner it had this blend that it was as if all the flavors were there of the items that were on the burger, okay. but they, they were smoother with each other. Mm, so somehow the, so you, it sounds like you had all of these experiences and because you had different burgers in one sitting, you were able to see that, that this winner had a more harmonious blend as far as, as toppings and how they stacked together or just like worked together flavor wise. Yes. Yeah. Exciting. Yeah. That's kind of how it worked. It was fun. I loved it. It sounds, it sounds super fun. David, if you were to be judging burgers, what would be your grading criteria? If you have like four or five different, different yes, marks, well, what would they be? That's what I, so, so I did, I've done the state contest, um, was a judge for that. And they were brought out at different times. So it wasn't like four burgers sitting in front of you. So I wondered how that went. Um, so you have four burgers sitting in front of you and you got to pick what, what, what other, Kate, what other things were you looking, did you have to judge on looks on what was on them? Yeah, we judged on, I'm trying to remember, we judged on presentation and all the burgers didn't come out at the same time. Okay. Just after one another. Okay. okay. Yeah. They were, they were right after each other, but we kind of looked at presentation and then the, the biggest criteria was the flavor and how okay. it tasted. So that, so that's what I would go on. I would, you know, it's got to look good, got to look juicy. And yeah. then, you know, it's going to, how they all work together. Yeah. And all the burgers looked beautiful. They really did. They were presented really well. And some were paired on purpose with certain kind of French fries. Mm. And I think they did that to pull out flavors. Sure. Yeah. Now, now highlighting some of these burgers involved last year or, or your previous, um, are, are any of these burger and fry pairings really unforgettable or anything else in particular really standing out from a previous contestant? Pickles were definitely on the winner, <laughs> but they were not on all I the burgers. It. And it just, 
Interesting. I don't know. The, the pickle just pulls it together. Yeah. I love it. Anything, anything special about any of these French fry pairings that you, that you mentioned? I, I mean, the French fries were just, they were, they were right. They were homemade, fresh cut. You could just tell. And they had a nice crisp on the outside, moisture factor on the inside, perfect amount of salt. I mean, the whole thing was done very well. it's 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 getting it's getting to be that lunchtime feeling listening to that (laughs) right I know I just want a burger and I'm trying to think I can't the day is kind of a blur and I'm trying to think about what it was about that that burger that won last year that was it was just so well orchestrated it's like a symphony the burger is a symphony it has to be put together so well You all are definitely my people comparing, comparing a burger to a symphony that belongs on a, that belongs on a t-shirt somewhere all about the goop and the burgers like a symphony. I just, I I love it. You gotta put it together. (laughs) I love it. Have either of you noticed any burger trends as a result of these contests? Like any, any kind of, um, any kind of highlights that are showing up elsewhere? I know that, I don't know if it's necessarily a trend, but I know that a few of the burger places that were a part of our contest, our, our week, um, they now, they, they excuse me, they designed a specialty burger for that week. They now have it on their menu. There's several of them that still do. So and, it's kind and- of neat. And David, you're referring to Rochester Burger Week. So that's another that's another way some of our local communities really get behind the burger. And then for every burger sold, there's a dollar donated to a charity that fights hunger too. So there's all sorts of burgers for good happening yeah. all over this, all over this great state. Kate, any burger trends you're noticing that maybe you saw at first judging this contest and now have made appearances on menus since? I don't know about the contest, but I, I think that in general, the beef associations have been really promoting beef in such a positive way. And the restaurateurs have taken that and run with it with burgers more than ever. It seems like any reg, like any signature reg, uh, restaurant that you go to has its own burger. And I think that that speaks to the promotion that the beef boards have been doing. And I mean, it's, it's what's, what's for dinner beef. (laughs) And, And I think that that promotion has brought a lot of attention to beef in general and the hamburger, because the hamburger is such an American food. And I just like and enjoy going to restaurants and seeing their, their take on America's food, which is a, a beef patty in a roll with pickles and cheese and cheese and and pickles hold on in case you didn't hear it and pickles (laughs) and pickles on a soft moldable bun 
<laughs> Absolutely. So I think that that's really interesting to watch, you know, as, as I've gotten older and obviously in agriculture and communications, you see a lot and you see what different associations are doing and um, parts of agriculture. And this in particular is beef. And I think that they've done a good job at, at bringing beef up front and center. And then the restaurants have done a, a take, they've taken it and run with it in a really fun way. And, and what's more welcoming than a burger, right? Like, I feel like it's such a great way to open your doors to a lot of different people. Yeah. And it's, it's just such a, a welcoming menu item. Um, and on that note, this might seem, this might seem obvious, but I'd love your perspectives on why, it's, why is it so important to support local restaurants and what kind of impact can that support have on each local community? Dave, do you want to go first? Um, sure. Um, you got to support local restaurants. Um, you know, they provide jobs, they provide food, they provide everything to keep the community going. Um, almost like any business that's, you know, small, mom and pop, local, um, you just want to support. Yeah. Yeah. Great yeah. place to go get a burger. Yeah. And I think that that the local thread, especially if it's a restaurant that has been run by the same family for years and years and years, you know, it's, uh, it's different and it's not cookie cutter cardboard box. You find one in every town that you go in, but it just, it supports a family. It supports heritage and we want to keep that alive we want to have your local flavor. A local restaurant really has a pulse on what certain foods are referred to, what the cuisine is of the folks who settled that community. And it's a family that's, that's been there and you want to be there. So you want to support local. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Last question. It's the last burger you're ever going to eat on earth. David, where, where are you going to eat it? Or are you, if you're making it at home, you have to tell me exactly what's on it. So either oh where, where are you eating that last burger or what's on it at home? David, go. No Boy, pressure. This pressure. <laughs> um, if it's the last burger I'm making, um, it's, going to be the best burger ever it's going to be uh burger bro the bun uh lettuce tomato onion just the works and then real simple but just a big like the one behind me as you can see just right that's there. a beautiful burger <laughs> yeah that just i wanted to look just like that if that's going to be my last burger all right so it's gotta have lettuce onion tomato pickle cheese sesame seed bun and a high quality, delicious patty. That's probably going to be your half pounder though, right? You're not going with a smash for your last one. I'm going with a half pounder. Okay. Okay. And, <laughs> and the, and the side, David, what's on the side of that burger then? I'm a French fry guy. Okay. All right. All French fries. Okay. Sounds, sounds very happy. Kate, is there a place that you would go to or would you prepare your own? I would prepare my own. 
And I would special order up the weather, the evening, <laughs> all that good stuff to make everything surrounding the burger good. You know, a 70 degree evening in the uh. summer with a light breeze, <laughs> all that. But I, I would make it my own and I would probably use that special recipe that I mentioned, the, um, the, the bacon fat burger with the regular burger and the Montreal steak seasoning. You know, there's one other thing that just recently I have been turned on to that I really like on a burger and it's just a little bit of horseradish sauce. Oh, yes. But like making a sauce, right. And then putting mm-hmm. it on. Yes. Yeah. yeah yes. You can do that. And so I really like that with, uh, like a barbecue sauce. Oh, instead of ketchup. And I love onions. I would do like a red onion. Um, I love pe- green peppers. I would do American cheese because I love American cheese, <laughs> maybe cheddar. No shame. Me too. No shame. I would have it perfectly cooked, just medium, medium rare and lettuce, really nice, like lettuce. that's deep green crisp tomatoes. Yeah. I think that's about, that's about it. It makes this, sure this is and pickles. Me... And pickles. Well, I know you, the, you didn't pickles. even have, you didn't even have to say the pickles. Cause I yeah, know right. now that you're not having a burger without pickles. This is giving me a lot of anxiety now because before I asked it, I said, you know what, if it's going to be my last one, I want it to be from Black Door Burger down here in Long Beach, New York, which is, oh, they, they have been in the contest before. I think they placed third a few years ago. Um, they're, they're only open really in the summer from around 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. on Fridays and Saturdays. So wow. for me, that's normally past my bedtime. It says a lot <laughs> that I have it even more than once a year. So when I posed this question, I said, oh, it would definitely be black door, but now you have me second guessing. And I'm thinking maybe I want to make it myself at home. And what I've been doing is melting my American cheese onto either my brioche or potato bun, like under the broiler in my toaster oven and not putting it directly on the patty so that my patty can rest for five minutes. So like, maybe I would go with that vibe and maybe a crispy onion ring pickles maybe make my own Russian dressing. I don't know. You all have, you all have given me a lot of food for thought. And obviously within the next 24 hours, I'm going to get myself a burger. I'm going to get myself a burger, whether it's smashed quarter pounder, half pounder or otherwise. Well, and I have to say, I just remember. So my favorite burger, uh, my son is out at Purdue University Ah, in Indiana, and they have this really small burger place called Triple X Burger, and they have a burger that they put peanut butter on. Oh, I love that. I love that. It is so good. I mean, total shout out to Triple X Burger in West Lafayette, Indiana at Purdue University. Their burgers are amazing. And my son and I this fall tried that peanut butter smattered burger to die for. Like we're going back this spring and that is definitely going to be a staple stop every time we're out <laughs> here. It is amazing. Yeah. I, I think the last time I had peanut butter on a burger, it also had bacon and egg. And I know that sounds nuts and it's, it's a lot. It's, 
it's a lot of fatty goodness, but I am here for peanut butter being on a burger. Like <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I mean, if we're putting chicken tenders on it, like let's let's do let's do yeah, let's do it too. Let's do yeah, it up, let's guys. Do it up. Let's do it up. Oh, so much happiness. I have to tell you, this was such a joyful conversation. I think everyone should put down their headphones now and go get a burger. Dietitians orders, burgers are a part of life and they're very yeah. high in vitamin J for joy. So go do that. David and Kate, we thank you for your burger insights. Again, newyorkbeef.org. The New York Best Burger Contest is launching April 1st. If you all enjoyed what you heard here today, please tune in to the next episode of Beef Banter. This podcast is funded by the Beef Checkoff. The Beef Checkoff program was established as part of the 1985 Farm Bill. The Beef Checkoff assesses $1 per head on the sale of live, domestic, and imported cattle, in addition to a comparable assessment on imported beef and beef products. States retain up to 50 cents on the dollar and forward the other 50 cents per head to the Cattlemen's Beef Promotion and Research Board which administers the National Beef Checkoff Program subject to USDA approval. Consumer-focused and producer-directed, CBB and its state Beef Council partners are the marketing organization for the largest segment of the food and fiber industry.